Today is Thursday, February 2nd, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the morning announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Representative Fraud Santos has earned himself our first two headlines today. New reporting from the Miami Herald investigated Santos's campaign spending tied to multiple trips he took to South Florida in 2021 and 22, during which he frequented multiple high-end hotels and restaurants and attended events at Mar-a-Lago, a scammer's paradise. In total, he reported spending more than $17,000 in Florida, and despite his Long Island constituents' notable fondness for vacationing there, it's clear that these funds didn't go towards whining and dining them on some sort of destination campaign trail. Instead, a managing partner at a Miami Beach diner told the Herald that there were no receipts matching the expenses that Santos listed in his campaign filings, and the Miami Beach Parking Department said the amount Santos claims he paid to park in a public lot seemed impossible. Does this guy realize we're talking about George Santos here, a man whose mother died twice? Nothing's impossible. Separate reporting explored Santos's past relationships with his ex-boyfriends, with multiple men telling ABC News that they met Santos when they were young, when he was several years older than they were, and that their relationships quickly turned toxic and manipulative. One man, who was 19 years old in 2013 when he met the 25-year-old Anthony Zabrowski in a Manhattan bar, said that Zabrowski, aka Santos, promised to marry him in order to help him secure U.S. citizenship. Another man said that he started dating Santos when he was 18 and Santos was 26. At the time, he didn't know that Santos was actually still married to his wife and that they would only spend weekends together because he was still in high school at the time. And a third man who spoke to ABC News said that Santos pursued him romantically. And though he rebuffed his advances, Santos continued to tell other people that they were dating anyway, and then later used his photos on dating apps. So maybe now that he's off his committees, he'll have time to work on his memoir, Single White Supremacist Female. In case you've forgotten about its existence, the College Board is back to disappoint you again. In response to criticism from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis regarding the curriculum for AP African-American Studies, the College Board, which manages the AP curriculum, is stripping out many of the subjects that DeSantis and other conservatives have objected to. The revised curriculum has left the content on Africa, slavery, Reconstruction, and the Civil Rights Movement largely the same, but has removed basic facts including the names of many Black writers and scholars associated with critical race theory, content about the queer experience and Black feminism, the subject of reparations, and the BLM movement, which students can possibly experience more authentically on TikTok anyway, which they want to ban too. The head of the College Board denied that these changes were a response to political pressure and instead come from long-standing AP principals and the input of professors. Were these professors at the schools that just started letting Black people in like 50 years ago? Next, we have some new reporting on spouse-related ethical questions at the Supreme Court, this time involving Jane Sullivan Roberts, the wife of Chief Justice John Roberts. After Justice Roberts joined the Supreme Court in 2005, Jane left her job as a law partner in order to avoid conflicts of interests and pivoted to become a high-end legal recruiter. Now a former colleague of hers has provided records to the Justice Department and Congress, indicating that she has been paid millions of dollars in commissions for placing lawyers at firms, many of which have business before the Supreme Court. 
In her former colleague's letter to Congress, he said he was worried that a financial relationship with law firms arguing before the court could affect justice's impartiality, and that litigants deserve to know if judges' households are receiving six-figure payments from the law firms. He further argued that Chief Justice Roberts fails to acknowledge the full extent of his wife's work in his ethical disclosures. The submission to Congress also included part of Jane's testimony from a 2015 lawsuit that her colleague had filed against her. And in that testimony, she acknowledges that a significant portion of her practice is working with senior government lawyers, cabinet officials, former senators, and senior political appointees looking to transition to the private sector, noting, quote, successful people have successful friends. Ah, yes, the birds of a feather flock together defense. Yesterday, the FBI conducted a voluntary search of President Biden's home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, to look for any potential remaining classified documents. The search did not turn up any new documents, but they did take some handwritten notes from his time as vice president, with the cooperation of Biden and his legal counsel. I'm sure it was just some love letters from Kim Jong-un, or he was workshopping captions for Obama-Biden memes. And finally for today, President Biden informed Congress that he will end COVID-related national emergencies on May 11th. This would formally restructure the federal COVID response, treating it as an endemic threat to public health like the flu, and as a result will shift the development of vaccines and treatments away from the direct management of the federal government. Free COVID tests will also come to an end, as well as extra payments to hospitals for treating COVID patients. It's also been reported that the costs of a COVID vaccine dose are expected to skyrocket once the government stops buying them, with Pfizer saying that it will charge up to $130 per shot. Congress, fire up your stock portfolios. And don't forget to call your successful friend, Jane Roberts. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you can't get enough of this podcast, check out our premium Extra Extra episodes. This week, we investigated whether Ron DeSantis is a scarier presidential prospect than Donald Trump. We went deep into DeSantis stories from college, Congress, the Navy, and when he attended high school parties as a boarding school teacher. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, click on the episode to get a seven-day free trial right in your morning announcements feed. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can find it by typing Morning Announcements Extra Extra into your search bar. As always, thank you so much for helping us keep the show growing by leaving a five-star rating, a subscribe, a follow, and especially a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.